0: market could drop a thousand points tomorrow. Who the heck knows? At some point, you have to diversify your tax risk in investments. All of these investment people will tell you, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Diversify, right? I'm saying the same thing with taxes. Most people, as I said, have IRAs, 401ks, all Mm -hmm. tax deferred. That money hasn't been taxed yet. And it's their largest single asset. And it's all in one high risk basket, a basket infested, not invested, infested with taxes. So would you want to have your largest single asset at high tax risk?
1: So the big question is this. How do small business owners like us grow our business, grow our leadership, and develop our teams in a way that allows us to get our products and services out to the world, yet still remain profitable? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Bradley Hamner, and this is the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. Hey, before we get into today's episode, did you know that Club Capital is the largest accounting advisory firm for insurance agency owners in the country, providing monthly accounting, CFO services, and tax preparation? Check them out at club.capital. Welcome to another episode of the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. On today's episode, we have Ed Slot. Ed has been named as the best source for IRA advice. He really is America's IRA expert. Ed has just came out with a new book published in 2021, The New Retirement Savings Time Bomb. His first book, The Retirement Savings Time Bomb, came out in 2003. And so we really dig into so many different things. He's really one of the top pledge drivers of all time with his public television specials. He's raised over $65 million in doing that. And he's been recognized by leading industry organizations. He's been on CNN, Fox Business, CNBC. I mean, really, quite frankly, everywhere you can imagine. He is the creator of the Ed Slots Elite IRA Advisor Group. Some of the things that we talk about, is the tax arbitrage. And you'll hear us get into that about really where does ultimately it come in where Roth IRAs and something I know it's going to be important for everyone listening to this podcast, but permanent life insurance. And we spend the back half of this podcast talking about permanent life insurance and where it fits in. And he really begins to kind of debunk a lot of the people that have put out information about why permanent life insurance is something that shouldn't be looked at. But he actually debunks those myths in this podcast. Really excited to introduce to you, Mr. Ed Slott. Wouldn't it be a great start to 2021 by having more leads in your book of business? Well, that's where our partners at Direct Clicks, Inc. come in. Their team's dialed in approach to running Google ads and online SEO campaigns maximize the quality and the volume of your leads, whether that's for inbound phone calls or even exclusive leads through your website. DirectClicks Inc works only with PNC insurance agency owners, so they have thousands of hours creating /AB split testing, and improving online campaigns specifically for insurance. They also understand why each and every marketing dollar matters in providing true results, low paper clicks, transparency, and attention to detail. All of which is discussed in depth during your monthly review calls reach out to the DirectClicks team at directclicksinc.com. That's directclicksinc.com and find out how they can make a difference in your approach to generating new business. Are you an agency owner looking to grow your revenue and increase your bottom line? Club Capital is here to help. Built for agents by agents, so we know your struggles. With accounting, payroll, and HR solutions, tax services, analytics, and more, Let's get you on the path to serious success. Using data-driven insights, you'll grow your business based on revenue and expense comparisons alongside your top performing peers. With over $100 million in tracked annual revenue and $70 million in tracked annual expenses, we have the data to help you make better informed decisions for your agency. Let's make your back office less of a hassle and more of the strategic generator that powers the growth to take your agency and your leadership to the next level. Visit club.capital today to book your complimentary, no-obligation demo. Club Capital, way more than a CPA firm. Ed, welcome to the Club Capital Leadership Podcast.
0: Great to be here. Thanks.
1: We're excited to have you. So we always start with background and origin stories. So for people that don't know you personally, don't know your story, tell us a little bit about how you got to be where you are today.
0: Oh, I'll give you 30 years and 30 seconds. I'll try and do that. I'm a CPA. I had a tax practice for over 40 years, just got rid of it. I'm glad before all the COVID stuff started, I, I couldn't have seen people anyway. But that's been my career and doing planning, a lot of estate planning and higher end planning. Because early on, I realized just doing taxes is really like I say it about my own colleagues. Most CPAs are really just history teachers. Mm. They tell you what already happened. And for years, I used to be like that. Clients would come in and I would do this whole woulda, coulda, shoulda thing. I'll say, oh, you know what you coulda done? Oh, you shoulda done if you only did this, oh, too bad. And this would go on every year. And they'd be leaving thinking, so why didn't he tell me that? And it hit me. It didn't take me too long. By my late 20s, it hit me. I should be looking forward, not back. Anybody, I was like an order taker, just telling them what already happened. They don't want to come in and hear woulda, coulda, shoulda every year. So I moved more into planning, and I thought for a couple of reasons, not only that, as a tax advisor, there's a big difference between a tax preparer and a tax planner or advisor. That's the difference. Reactive looking backwards or proactive looking forwards. The money is in the proactive. Anything reactive where you're telling people what already happened and putting numbers on a form, that's a commodity. And the value of that is whatever the market will bear, which right now, by the way, it's good I made that move like 40 years ago. Right now, the value of the commoditized value of an average tax preparer, sorry if you're a tax preparer, and I'm going to tell you this, is zero. You know why? I mean, look at the Super Bowl or the playoffs. Every ad on there is get the taxes done for free. They even have, I think, a tax layer bowl. Why pay a CPA? It's all free. So it's a race to the bottom. They set the market value. The same thing with financial advisors, if they only do investments, you know what the value of doing investments is? Zero. Hmm. Because everybody charges zero. Not that you're not worth more. The market is saying the value is zero. So years ago, that hit me, even like I said, in my late 20s, early 30s, I said, no, no, no. This is not a future. Just, oh, he's doing $300. I could do it for $298. (laughs)
1: There's
0: no future in that. So I got into the planning and also I didn't want to just give clients bad news all the time. And I realized when I got into the higher end planning, and remember, I'm talking about the seventies, eighties into the nineties, the state tax was a big deal. You could lose 70, 80% of your money through an estate planning, had a compelling case to charge nice fees because you could show them quantitatively how much you could save them. And that was a bigger field. So I got into that and I did so much of that. Actually, this was in the, I'd say, mid to late 80s. I was changing my practice. Instead of being a tax preparer, I wanted to be a planner, but they didn't have social media like you have now. So you had to really go out and hit the pavement to get that kind of work. So I chose to do seminars in local hotels in Long Island, where I am. Where are you located, Brad? North Alabama. Oh, okay. Uh, Same thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Same thing.
0: <laughs> Same thing. So, at Long Island, I picked a few hotels and I started doing seminars to talk about higher end services. And I got into this IRA stuff because I realized this was going to be a big tax item for people, yeah. tied in with the estate planning. And I was attracting a higher end clientele and getting much better fees. But the byproduct or the side effect of this that I never realized is that people started showing up. Remember, there was no internet or anything. So the only place how could you advertise is in the local paper. And I took these big half page ads every month, three or four seminars, tax and estate planning, protect and preserve your retirement savings. I think we called it protect and grow your wealth or something like that. And we brought out people with building retirement accounts, but it also attracted financial advisors. How did I know? They were the only people showing up in suits, all right? <laughs> everybody else was a retiree. So, I mean, right. it stood out like a sore thumb because they wanted to see what I was up to because everybody knew what a half-page ad in Newsday cost back then. It was oh, about 5000 bucks a month. So they must have thought I was making a fortune. They didn't know when I paid that $5,000 advertising Bill I had 6000 in my checking account But I believed in what I was doing and I was attracting more business. Anyway, so these financial advisors started to realize they wanted to see what I was up to. Number one, how is he getting these crowds? What is he talking about? How can I do this? And is he taking my business? Is he a competitor? So the questions, they didn't even have to talk to me right away. One of the things I always said is I'm a tax advisor. I don't sell stocks, bonds, funds, insurance, annuities. That was like music to their ears. They said, Well, this guy's not a competitor and then started asking me hey could you do this for my clients first they tried doing them themselves but they knew they didn't have the tax knowledge so ixnay on that that didn't work for a lot of them they figured they'd just take my stuff and copy it but they didn't have the chops to do it so they said well this guy's not a competitor maybe we could share clients. Why don't I set up a seminar? We'll do it together and you can get the tax and planning business and I'll do the investment. And that worked a while, but it got to a point where I was doing so many of them that I couldn't keep up. It was great. But at one point, my office administrator who was overwhelmed said, Ed, you should be charging these guys for these seminars. And I said, what? That never even entered my mind. I thought, wow, they were doing me a favor for free. They took all the advertising and hotel bills and all of that administrative cost off my head. I just had to show up and do the seminar and I got clients. But she said, no, 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 you should charge these guys. They're getting big clients and making a fortune off assets under management and all that. And remember, a lot of times these guys back then were the typical wirehouse broker guys. So they were getting big commissions. So anyway, so I said, all right, you think I should charge them, send them a bill. And I think the first one she sent a bill for $5,000, the guy paid it. That's it? Yeah, paid five. Yeah, let's do four a month all of a sudden I was in the speaking business. That was never intended. Then they brought me to their broker dealers and I started doing national conferences. And then we built into a bigger company doing our own training, which is where we are now. But that's like 30 years. But it just morphed into something. I was just an accountant, really. So what
1: was the motivation? I mean, you've written some books, your most recent book that just came out The new retirement savings time bomb. The new retirement
0: savings savings time bomb. Look at that. I have the insurance chapter marked there. We're going
1: to talk about the insurance for sure on this, especially with our
0: audience. The new retirement savings time bomb, which is basically the same message I've been preaching for almost 40 years, that the taxes are the time bomb, that ticking tax time bomb, say that three times fast, in your IRA or 401k. And it's loaded. And the reason I call it new is because now there are more and even, there are newer and even more severe threats to your retirement savings. Uh, Lots have happened in the years. Number one, these accounts have grown tremendously in value. So for many clients, Their IRA, a 401k, it's their largest single asset, probably larger than the value of their home. So now more of their retirement savings is at risk of future higher taxes. So that's one issue. The balances have gone up, but I worry about tax rates going up. That's what Mm -hmm. they're talking about in Congress now. And if they don't do it now, it's just a matter of when look at our deficit and debt levels. At some point, the bill's going to come due. And I don't care what side of the, the taxes are not going down. I don't care what side of the political aisle you're on. At this point, any politician who says I can cut your taxes is really just saying I'm bad at math. Please help
1: me. (laughs) That's so true. I mean, we're just coming out of hopefully beginning to come out of the pandemic. And so that bill has got to come due at some point. Again, as you said, whether you're Republican, Democrat, independent, it doesn't really matter.
0: One you know, question, one I wanted, things, Brad, I have to stop you. You just said something that whether you're Republican, different. you know, you want everybody to like you. Talk about taxes. I have found that is the magic potion. (laughs) I go down to any area. I don't care if they're Republican, Democrat. Who wants to pay less taxes? They're all my best friends. Who hates taxes? They're all my best friends. Talk about tax play. Forget everything else. You'll get all the clients you want. Everybody will love you if you can help them keep more of their hard-earned money.
1: So in reading your book, and thank you so much for sending me a copy of your book ahead of time so I could dig into it. And I learned so much. One of the biggest things in the book, and then also of listening to some of the other podcasts and things that you've been on, is that you talk about you, the individual, are in control of your tax rate, not those in Congress. And so can you just talk about that concept? Because I think whether you're an advisor, so people listening to this podcast, obviously, mostly insurance agency owners, advisors, but I think for them personally, number one, and then also for what they do with their clients. They're in control of it, not whoever's in Congress.
0: Well, I knew this all along, but I really brought the idea out. As we had a big contentious election, in case you didn't notice back in November, (laughs) and I was doing so many interviews and podcasts and TV spots and every report, they don't know what else to ask. They said, oh, what if Biden gets in? What if Trump gets in? What if this? What if that? And I would just blow them away. I said, forget all that. You control your own tax rate, not them. You could convert to a Roth IRA. Now your tax rate's zero, no matter who you vote for. And they would look at me like stunned. They don't have any more questions. You mean none of this means anything? No, not if you're proactive and do the planning or if you have an advisor that can take you there. And when I say Roth IRAs, I mean any tax-free vehicle like also permanent life insurance. You control your tax rate. We know what the tax rates are now. We don't know what they will be in the future, but you can take control. And that's a big message to get across to clients, the ability to lock in known tax rates now, which are, by the way, are the lowest you'll ever see in your lifetime. They won't go lower for most people, but you're in control. So that was a big message I had during election season when they were constantly pummeling me with questions. What if this one gets in? What if, what if? I said, what if you did planning and you had a great advisor and you took control of your tax rate? And they didn't know what to say. It was the greatest reaction. I had a great time with it, especially on TV shows. They would have two other guests and they'd all be arguing, oh, Biden said this and Trump said that. And then they got to me and, oh, really? None of this means anything? Let's talk more to Ed. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's a mindset, but it's also very liberating to say that no, 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 you can control how much time we're recording this late April of 2021. How much time do we have? How much time do we have before we begin to actually see that? And I guess I'm asking you for a crystal ball. I mean, I know yeah, that's, yeah, difficult, that's but-
0: okay. You sound like the doctor. Doc, give it to me straight. How much time do I have? <laughs> give it to me. <laughs> uh, to the end of this year. I don't okay. really need a crystal ball, but it reminds me when you said that of that older saying by the great Yankee Yogi Berra. Do you remember him? He yes. said, I don't make predictions, especially about the future. That was one of his corny sayings. But here's the way I think right now they're negotiating. I'm glad you time and date stamp this because who knows what? Anything could happen an hour from now. So here's the way it, I look at it and I don't have any inside information, just years of watching Congress doing these things. Every day that goes by, you said we're at the end of April and tax legislation isn't enacted. That's more likely that nothing will, if they do anything at all, which even that's an unknown because you have a 50-50 Senate. So I believe nothing extreme will get passed because it's just too tight. But whatever does, let's say something does squeak through sometime towards the end of the year, it's so late in the year now that highly unlikely that anything they do will be retroactive back to the first of the year. More likely, it will take effect in 2022. So that's why I say you have these rates now. If you're an insurance advisor watching this, you should be making a list of clients, identifying not only clients. But your future clients, the beneficiaries, Hmm. they're the ones that will benefit from everything you're doing. And you want to know what other group that smart advisors are having a lot of success with? Prospects, people who have been ignored by everybody since the pandemic. People forget to call them back. I've heard stories already because we've been telling this to advisors that we train And they said, you're right. I called the guy out of the blue. I have a few success stories of that. They say, oh, you know, yeah, we spoke three years. I didn't do anything. Now nobody's called me. I really don't have. Now I'm worried. I'm hearing from estate planning attorneys. Business is booming with this COVID. People are either sick, worried about getting sick, dying or dead. And business is booming. And a lot of people are not calling these people. Here's a magic thing I have. I'm going to give you this. Nobody's seen this yet. It's called a telephone. (laughs) You see you talk into it. You call people, you connect with them. They will remember how you communicated with them when they needed you most in these Mm -hmm. tough times. So you have clients, you have beneficiaries, your future clients, prospects that probably everybody forgot about, and then your centers of influence, accountants, attorneys, real estate agents, anybody. You have a big message because all of this can be done now in 2021 when we can lock in today's low rates. It's a concept
1: I want to ask you about. Is And this is kind of a broader question about tax rate arbitrage. Basically, the idea of paying the taxes now versus the general concept, which was well, I'm going to wait till retirement and my tax rate is going to be lower in retirement. And so then they get this idea of like, well, I'm making really good money right now. Why should I pay the tax rate that I have today versus when I'm in retirement? And there's no other better term for me to put except for tax rate arbitrage.
0: You just hit the nobody even has to read this book. It's over 400 pages. Brad just hit the secret to this book. (laughs) He called it tax rate arbitrage. I call it that, too, when I talk to CPAs or I talk to stock guys. They like the word arbitrage. Oh, arbitrage means I'll make money. So. They like the word, but it's all a play on the tax rates and the secret for your clients to keep more of their hard earned money. Remember, as an advisor, as a planner, I always look to the long term. You never win being short sighted yet. Lots of my CPA colleagues and for good reason, which I'll tell you now, will never have a client pay tax up front because this is how we were trained as accountants. Your first day in college, in accounting 101, they drummed it into your head. Never pay a tax before you have to. Always defer, 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 put it off, put it off. In fact, if when you were a kid and your mother told you to do something and you said, Not now, Ma, I'll do it later, you would have become an accountant because you were trained mm-hmm. to defer, to put things off. So that's how every account was trained. Plus, they look at other things and some financial guys look at this too. And I'm constantly getting hit on this. And I'm so glad you brought this up. This is a secret to really building wealth and creating more when clients need it most down the road. There's a cost up front, but so is everything, anything mm-hmm. good in life. If you think about it, you pay for up front. It's like my dentist has a sign in her office. She says, ignore your teeth and they'll go away. You could ignore, that's a sign in almost every dentist's office, you could ignore your IRA and just bury your head in the sand like it doesn't happen and it'll go away. Mm -hmm. At some Mm -hmm. point, these taxes have to be due. So lots of accountants and financial people, like for example, I say exactly what you said, because the key, The foundational concept of all good tax planning is to always pay taxes at the lowest rates. Mm -hmm. That's another word for what you call tax rate arbitrage always pay at the lowest rates, kind of like buy low and sell high with yeah. with stocks. In fact, the old comedian, I don't know if you remember this guy, Henny Youngman, he was a one-liner guy. And he'd said this, I think, in the 50s or 60s. And it was funny, but it was the best and most brilliant tax planning saying I ever heard. He said, I'm putting all my money in taxes, the only thing sure to go up. <laughs> That's exactly what we're talking. You get something for your money if you pay tax now. First of all, you lock down today's low rates. So you remove the uncertainty of what future higher taxes can do to your client's retirement savings down the road. Remember, if you do nothing, and you think, oh, I'm saving all this money in tax because I'm not paying anything. If you do nothing, the problem just gets worse. Back to the dentist. If you do nothing, yeah, you won't have to pay for the cleaning and the other maintenance upfront. But yeah. at some point, you're going to have a root canal and then implants that are not only more expensive, but way more painful if you don't deal with the problem now. So you hit the perfect item. So what the accounts and financial people tell me, because they're too short-sighted, they say, wait a minute, what about Ed? I always get challenged on this. And I love when I get challenged on this. They'll say, Ed, what about, especially these guys that like Excel spreadsheets, Ed, what about the opportunity cost?
1: Yes. Here's what they mean.
0: It's the same thing you're saying. They say, wait a minute. If I'm telling a client to pay a tax now voluntarily, that means that money is gone. And I'm telling you, Ed, that money could have been invested. And look what it would have returned. So here's the math. If the tax rates are the same and the earnings rates are the same, you're comparing apples to apples, Mm -hmm. it's the same. There is no opportunity cost. Let me give you a simple example. Mm -hmm. I'll write you something down here. I'll do it fresh just for you, Brad. Let's see. That's great. All right. Let's say, and remember, you have to compare apples to apples. You have to do a valid comparison. You have to use the same tax rate. So I'll say the tax rate's 30%. doesn't even matter. I could say it's 80% or 10%. If it's the same when you take the money out now, say for a Roth conversion or to use life insurance, Mm -hmm. and it will be later, then it's a fair comparison. And the same with the earnings rate. I won't even give an earnings rate because it doesn't matter. Let's just say the money doubles over your lifetime, whatever the rate is. All right. So here's the question. The client comes into you. I have 100,000 in my IRA. Should I convert to a Roth? And then the average accountant or financial guy that's worried, uh, short-sighted and worried about paying the tax now. Well, you have 100,000. You write that down. If you convert, well, let's take it. If you don't convert, so I have a hundred thousand. If you don't convert, you keep that money, and let's say it doubles over. Remember, I said the there earnings goes. rate doubles right. over your lifetime. So, well, if it doubles, so now you have two hundred thousand. But at some point, you're going to pay tax. So I'm saying the tax rate thirty percent, just to throw in. It doesn't matter what it is. Yep. All right. So thirty percent on the two hundred thousand. We also don't need a calculator for that. That leaves us 30 times two. So there's our 60,000, right, of tax. So you net 140. That's if you don't convert. See, look at all you saved. You didn't have to pay any tax up front. It grew to 200,000. And you paid later, yeah. 30%. All right. But if you had converted, same thing, 100,000. And let's say you didn't even have the outside money to convert. 100,000, you had to use that money. All right same 30% tax rate. So you owe 30,000 right up front. You pay the tax. That leaves you with what on Tuesdays? 70,000, right? All right. But then we said the money doubles, same earnings. So 70 doubles, it comes to guess what? 140. Same 140. But look at the difference. In this case, the 30% is only on the 100,000 up front. In this case, the 30% is on whatever it grows to. So 200,000, you end up with 140 if rates stay the same. Yes. If rates go up, the Roth advantage skyrockets. Hmm. If rates go down, then you would have, but I find that highly unlikely. It's a play on the rates. But here's what I like about the Roth. If rates go down, let's say I'm wrong, because I had a guy on one of these programs, these virtual programs, he wrote in or called in, I think he was on the program. Anyway, he said, Ed, I was at your big two-day IRA training in Las Vegas 10 years ago. And back then you said tax rates are going up. The same thing you said now. And they never went up. In fact, they went down. So you were wrong. What if you're wrong again? You were wrong. What do you have to say about that? So I said, "Well." If you had taken my advice back in 2010, all of the growth and did the Roth conversion back in 2010, the 10 years or now 11 years almost of unprecedented growth, the greatest 10 years probably in history, I don't know if that's a fact, but it's sure. up there, yeah. yeah would all be tax free. It's not a bad yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So if I'm wrong, the worst case scenario is what's the consolation prize if tax rates don't go up? You've locked in a 0% tax rate for your clients for the rest of their life. They locked in today's rates and they never have to worry about taxes for the rest of their lives, no matter what happens. In other words, they locked in a 0% rate. You can't beat a 0% rate. So that's not a bad worst case scenario. You're basically taking the tax risk off the table completely. That's what I call Roth IRAs, tax insurance. Yeah. Yeah. So you hit it perfectly. To me, that's the secret of this whole book. It's a secret of tax planning. Pay the tax upfront today at known low rates. Then the other argument is, well, Ed, when retirement, I'll be in a lower tax bracket. That sounds good, but it never happens. Because again, if you do nothing, The IRA just grows and grows and grows. And then at some point, age 72, you're going to be forced to take it out at whatever the prevailing rate is. Might be 40, 50 percent by then. Then you'll be in a higher bracket. Or if you have a married couple, one spouse is going to die first that next spouse is going to file at single rates. And that is, let's say it's the wife who survives, her rates will skyrocket. I call that the widow's penalty. I mentioned that in the book. So there's lots of reasons. That's the key. That's the crux. What you talk about a tax rate arbitrage, I say that's the secret to the book. Getting rid of that tax, that growing, build it, compounding, unpaid debt, that ticking tax time bomb, that is the retirement savings time bomb. Wouldn't you want to disarm it sooner rather than later? And that's the secret. So you hit it right on the head. But the reason people don't take advantage, they look only short term. They say, well, I don't want to part with money now, even though they're going to lose it later. With taxes, it's not if. But when?
1: Probably the the most well known advocate against permanent life insurance would be Dave Ramsey, Susie Orman. But there's even some that maybe even have as loyal a following as there's a guy, the white coat investor, specifically for physicians. What is your opinion about why some of these people are so heavily against putting permanent life insurance in someone's portfolio for the very reason that you've talked about. I mean, listen, on this podcast, we're not going to get into the basics of a Roth IRA and permanent life insurance. You know that if you're listening to this podcast, we're past that. But can you just kind of talk about that a little bit? Because there's such a pushback sometimes of these people that put this out, this narrative out that all permanent life insurance is bad.
0: Now, and this is important that you mention that because I get that question too. First of all, those people aren't responsible when things turn bad. They're on TV. They don't know what happened to you, okay? Yeah. They're on TV and radio. They're not dealing with real clients when you so, have uncertainties in the market. Look, again, I'm date stamping this because you never know what's going to happen. Sure. The market could drop a 1,000 points tomorrow. Who the heck knows? At some point- You have to diversify your tax risk in investments. All of these investment people will tell you, don't put all your eggs in one basket, diversify, right? I'm saying the same thing with taxes most people as i said have iras 401ks all Mm -hmm. tax deferred that money hasn't been taxed yet and it's their largest single asset and it's all in one high risk basket a basket infested not invested infested with taxes so would you want to have your largest single asset at high tax risk So the only way to do that is to have what I call tax risk diversification. You have to have some volatility buffers, shock absorbers. You can't worry about what if rates go through the roof, then you have half the money you thought you had. Hmm. That's not a good deal. So the reason I call this chapter here, here's the chapter in my book. It's a big part of the book, even though, as I said, if you're just coming in now, I do not never have sold insurance. That's the title. Of the chapter, The Power of Life Insurance, written by a CPA who does not sell insurance. And here's why. I look again, what we talked about before, at the long term big picture. When I sit down, and I've done this for 40 years with real clients doing estate planning, and I ask them what they want, I get the picture, and every client always wanted three things clients that have accumulated a lot in their IRAs or 401ks. They want larger inheritances, more control, and less tax. That's it. And if you keep saying that, anybody listening, I just gave you the magic words. You ask clients, do you want a plan that gives you larger inheritances for your beneficiary, more control for you during your life and even after death if needed? Larger inheritances, more control, less tax. Where do I sign? Then they forget about what the vehicle is that gets them there. They don't care what the vehicle that gets them there is anymore. It used to be an IRA, but Congress took care of that in the SECURE Act, making it less valuable for a wealth transfer vehicle. They're not good wealth transfer or estate planning vehicles due to the elimination of the stretch IRA. So I'm saying that vehicle doesn't work anymore. It's like an old jalopy, junk it. Change vehicles to get you where you want to go. Junk that jalopy, move to a limousine, a life insurance limousine, a luxury life insurance limousine for the rest of the ride. How do you do it? Same thing. And not everything is for everybody. That's where you have to know your clients. And everything is probably good in moderation. For example, Roth conversions. Would I convert everything in one shot? Well, personally, I did 10 years ago when they allowed it. And I'm glad I did. That's another thing for advisors. When you give advice, if you believe in it, do it for yourself and your own family. And that's you know, very there's true. There's a law I teach in our two day program. See the subliminal ad for our two day program in here? Yes. One of the things I teach in every program, even though I'm not a life insurance guy, because I know this, this is my law for life insurance professionals. Those who own the most always sell the most. Mm. Those who own the most for their self and their family always sell the most. It tells the client you believe in what you're telling them. This is what you're doing with your own family. You might hear sirens in the background. That's how important this is. There's a firehouse down here.
1: The timing of that is perfect.
0: Right. I use it for sound effects all the time. But I was actually today with somebody who was telling me about a sad story, which turned out okay because the guy was okay. But there was a brain tumor And he went in with his father and this was a financial advisor Uh, at the time he was in, I think his forties, but he went in to see the doctor with his father and the father turned to the doctor and said, doctor, because it was a matter of a risky operation or death to remove a brain tumor. And the father said to the doctor, he said, doctor, if this were your child, what would you do? Mm. And the doctor said, I would do everything in my power to remove that tumor. People wanna know what you do for your family. People respect you as a professional. If somebody asks you, oh, Mr. Insurance Professional, all right, you have the client in front and you tell them all about the great things that I'm gonna tell you about life insurance, And they say, that's great. What did you do for your family? Oh, I haven't done any of that. I'm just a loser. But here's what you should do. It loses the credibility, the trust. You have to believe in what you're telling people. About a year ago, this guy, I forget his name. But anyway, he was the president of the Hair Club for Men. And I read his obituary. And it turned out he made $100 million over his life with one line. And you may remember it. The commercials were everywhere for years. I'm not only the hair club president, I'm also, you remember the rest of it?
1: A user. A client. A client, yeah.
0: That line made him $100 million. I'm not only the hair club president, I'm also a client. It Mm. showed people he uses it himself. So that's just a side thing for you, life insurance law for, for life insurance professionals. Those who own the most sell the most. So back to moderation. So for Roth conversions, I was saying, I don't know if I would do everything. That's where I got off on that. I did it because I believed in it for myself. But I'm not saying for everybody, probably the best course of action for a lot of clients, because there is tax involved, to do a series of annual conversions over time, over a few years, bring down that risk in the IRA and bring up the tax-free. With life insurance, getting back to the whole Ramsey and Susie Orman and all the naysayers, you can actually do more. It's best for the clients that have the largest IRAs there won't why is that because due to the secure act more of that balance since it's so large will probably be not be spent in the client's lifetime so more will be left over to the next generation which will be heavily taxed in a short 10 year window the bunching of taxes uncle sam's going to be the biggest beneficiary there i'm saying same thing with the roth start bringing that ira down pay the tax upfront again the secret, and put that money into a permanent life insurance policy. And when I talk about this at seminars, the minute I start mentioning life insurance, I get that what's in it for me look. I just pay everybody and I drop dead. So right away I go into, you know what? Everybody knows about the death benefit, but I tell them about the lifetime benefits. Again, I insert myself because you have to believe in it. Five or six years ago, I think I redid all my own life insurance, everything in this book. And what I'm telling you now I did for myself, and my own family. I switched my life insurance. I upgraded it because that's when a lot of these hybrid policies came out where you could have a long-term care rider. That's right. And I thought that was super valuable. And I explained that to people. I said, that's a lifetime benefit. That's money you can use during your lifetime. Doesn't matter if rates go up. You know, the accumulation in the policy is tax-free. It can double as a retirement account that builds tax-free. You have the availability to use it, whether it's withdrawals, loans, a long-term care rider, if you need it. Turns out most people actually don't need it. But if you did, you could use it. But if you don't, then yes. There's a big windfall, the leverage transfer. That's where I get the larger inheritances to beneficiaries. Now, if you're worried about your beneficiaries, which most people with large IRAs are, yeah, you know yeah. they know how long it took them to earn and build that. Sure. And they do want it to go to their children and grandchildren, but they don't want them blowing it. That's why they say, I want larger inheritances, but I want post-death control. I work too hard, especially a young grandchild. They could squander it. They may get into financial trouble, bankruptcy, lawsuit, divorce, about the creditors and predators preying on them. So they've named trusts as beneficiaries. But those trusts don't work as well or not at all anymore after the SECURE Act. The best asset you can leave to a trust is a life insurance policy. It's much better than a stretch IRA. It can replace all the advantages of the stretch IRA and then some. You can have your own customized plan. There are no RMDs. You don't have to worry about who the beneficiaries are, even before the SECURE Act. Having an IRA payable to a trust was like a landmine obstacle course. It was very tough. A lot of the trusts failed. They had to meet certain rules. Now, to me, when Congress killed that stretch IRA, all they did is incentivize all of us to encourage our clients to do the better planning we all should have been doing all along. Turning that IRA, I call it my life insurance replacement plan, into a life insurance plan that can have access or use during your lifetime benefits, plus a post-death windfall. And if you want that post-death control, the life insurance is the best asset, most flexible asset to leave to a trust where you can determine what the payouts are, when the beneficiary can invade the trust for money, how long it wants to You don't have to worry about any of the tax rules. Oh, and you don't even have to worry about the tax mm-hmm. because it's tax free. The tax exemption for life insurance, and I write that in this book, is probably among the single biggest benefits in the tax code and not used nearly as much as it should be because of all those people on TV that just look at the negative. Oh, look what you're paying. Well, look what you're going to lose in taxes. Again, you have to take the long-term big picture into account. That's why you're a planner and they're on TV.
1: I think our listeners would want me to ask this question compare, contrast, or give a preference of the vehicle inside the life insurance that you prefer. So universal life, whole life. Oh, no, no. I don't get it. it I'm
0: not an insurance guy. I just know that it builds tax-free and it pays tax-free. I just look at the tax benefits. Long-term, I know the clients will get the three things they want. Larger inheritances, more control, less tax. Where do I sign? Yeah. That's all yeah. anybody wants. That's particular to each client. That's where you, being the insurance professional, have to know your business and your client. Because what I say now, even if I want to give an opinion on that, probably not good for every client. I'm giving yeah, you a 30,000-foot view. Everybody has different financial and family factors and risk tolerances and guarantees, and some want them, some want more risk. That's where you take over as a valued advisor. But I'm giving you basically the building, so to speak. You divide what goes in each room. Yeah, sure. You know, the structure. But there's a lot to be said for that plan. And you're going to see, and you're seeing it already, life insurance is going to take over the retirement market. It's a better vehicle. It's more flexible. You don't have to worry about taxes. You have more estate planning options. And you don't have to worry about Congress raising rates. People say, what if they start taxing insurance? I have to say, highly unlikely, I don't think it'll ever happen in our lifetime, too strong of a lobby, more likely they'll tax everything else before life insurance. I mean, look, it was the life insurance industry that pushed the Secure Act, mainly for the annuity side on 401k plans, Mm. but they still have a lot of heft. And I wouldn't worry about that. And when people say, well, life insurance, what about banks? They're not as strong. Sometimes you have to know your industry. They don't have the reserves life insurance companies do. Clients want to hear these things. They want safety, security, stability, certainty. They want to know the plan will hold up. So every time Congress changes a law like they did with the SECURE Act, they trust their plan less. They wonder, this is the way I planned for 30 years now. In the ninth inning of the game, Congress is, takes the rug out from under me. Oh, by the way, a little note about this book. That line I just said was in this book. The editor pulled it out. They gave me an editor's note with a lot of exclamation points. What I just said at the ninth inning of the game, they pulled the rug out from under you. Do you know what the editor's comment was in big, no. bold letters? You've mixed your metaphors. Uh, That can't happen in any book put out by Penguin Random House. So I changed it a little, but I stick by my mixed metaphors. You get the message. I get the the message. Yeah. That that upset that editor tremendously. You know, a mixed metaphor. The horror.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love your energy and passion. I have to tell you, I really do. You've got me excited about tax planning. I really have to say that. And so it's a compliment to you that you bring that much energy to this. this well, been a I pleasure. believe
0: in what I'm saying. And that's how every insurance person, professional watching this should be communicating with clients. doesn't mean it's for every client. For example, one of the biggest areas of pushback I get with the insurance plan, some people say, well, I'm just not insurable. It's true. Not everybody is. But I'm not saying it's a direct replacement. A lot of these insurance professionals can provide annuities that do have death benefits, that do allow invasions for withdrawals for long-term care expenses without a medical exam. Mm -hmm. So you have a lot of tools to get the client where they want to be without worrying about Congress changing the stretch IRA rules. IRAs are just not a good wealth transfer or estate planning vehicle anymore. They're not even a good retirement vehicle anymore because they're too sensitive to potential tax increases. Remember what I said up front, always pay taxes at the lowest rates. If you agree like me that today we're at rock bottom, I don't think they're going lower especially for wealthier people, your best clients, then there's only one place that they can go is up, which means every day you do nothing with your clients, more of their retirement savings is owed right back to the government.
1: In addition to buying your book, which I have marked up, and especially if they buy just for the chapter, chapter eight about the power of life insurance. Where can they find the book? Where's the best place for them to go? And then you mentioned one of your programs, the two day program, but what are some of the other tools that you have for people to be able to learn more from you and your team?
0: Well, go to our website, irahelp.com, I R A H E L P, irahelp.com, and you have everything about our two day programs. I think they're the best there ever were in the industry. We've been running those for over 20 years. Only in the last year, we've been doing them all virtual. And we have a virtual one if you go to the website coming up in July. And that's a solid two-day course. Let me show you. Well, you get a virtual version of this, but here's what it looks like when we go back to live, but even on the virtual ones. So now we have the virtual manual.
1: Yeah, wow. This is wow. a
0: 400 page manual. And you'll see right at the end, I have the, oh, here, here. Yes,
1: those who own the most, sell the most. Believe in what you sell. Absolutely. I a love that.
0: Session, just We have a whole session on life insurance. I mean, I'll give you a clue. Here's some other stuff. But a 400 page virtual manual. We go through that in two days me and my team of IRA experts, what we can do virtually, which we were never able to do, there are some advantages uh, Mm -hmm. live, While one of us is speaking or presenting the material, the other three are answering your questions live in real time. How can we do that? Because we know what we're doing. We don't have to research every question for three weeks and then give you the wrong answer and a $20,000 bill. That's what most people get. They go to attorneys and they don't know what they do because they're not invested in this. In our last two-day, virtual two-day, this one from February, we answered in two days over 500 live real-time questions from advisors. So it's a tremendously valuable program. We go through the core, which is the 25 IRA rules, you must know. We hit every topic you can imagine. Now this is the basic training manual. Then if you really wanna take it to the next level, because so many people have asked us, you know, the secret with all of this is it opens up your eyes to the planning capabilities and opportunities. Most people, when they start getting into this, this is the big moment, that eureka moment they have. When we did our two-day live, people would come up and always say the same thing about two hours into the first day. Holy moly. I didn't realize how much I didn't know. This is the difference between you, when you go to a program like this, the average advisor doesn't know that they don't know. So they're dangerous. Yeah. What you're going to learn here, it's not going to make you an expert overnight, but your antennas will be up. I heard something about it. You'll know which questions to ask. In other words, you'll know what you don't know. And that makes you a better advisor instantly. Your questions are better. You'll attract larger IRAs because of the way you speak, the things Mm -hmm. you know. And it will encourage you to say, wow, look how deep it is. So we have even an advanced program. Anybody goes through this, qualifies for our advanced program, Ed Slots elite IRA advisor group. It's an ongoing study group. And then even after two years after that, in other words, we're constantly hitting them with webinars and updates and they have access to me and my team of experts. So they feel they have a team behind them. That's probably one of the biggest benefits of that Mm -hmm. membership group. And then after two years of that, we have our master's level. So it goes on and on where we do deep dives into case studies and things and it just never ends. Once you're into this, you're hooked because when you start talking to other advisors or clients or prospects, yeah. they smell it on you. Confidence, your demeanor, how you talk about things. Look, Everybody knows you go into somebody selling you anything, a store, anybody, you can smell confidence on percent. You can also smell the other way. BS detectors go up. Oh, this guy doesn't know anything. You walk into whatever, a guy selling you whatever. It doesn't matter. Right away, in about five to 10 seconds, you get a sense of, does this guy know his stuff? And that's what they smell on you. And the people with the largest IRAs are looking for educated advisors. They're actually transitioning away from advisors who may have done a great job for them. But they realize, you know, those books, Fred, that I forget what their name, but what got you here won't get you there. Uh, famous motivational books. They realize the advisor that got them there, that helped them make all this money, it just does not have the chops, the education, the specialized skills to help them keep that money protected from taxes. It's another discipline and they're transitioning all this big money that the other advisor may have helped them make, but that other advisor didn't invest in their education to get the specialized knowledge to take them the rest of the way.
1: That's so true. I mean, you owe it to yourself, but especially you owe it to your clients to educate yourself so that you have the confidence and people can sense that confidence. I mean, just like you, your energy and your passion, you can just feel it, right? Because you know exactly what you're talking about and people, the big money that everybody wants more than seven figures into eight figures and so on and so forth, they're going to look for somebody that's sophisticated and understands and knows what they're talking about. Ed, this has been a pleasure having you on the podcast. I've learned so much in preparing for this podcast, but especially in the last hour we spent with one another. So thank you.
0: Thanks for having me on. I love doing these things. I love uh, getting word out to advisors because I feel like every advisor I touch, that could be two, three, 500 people lives that that advisor will change.
1: Absolutely. All right. Well, pick up the book, the new retirement. There it is. The new oh, yeah. retirement yeah, savings Time.
0: My shelf. How did those get there? Subliminal. <laughs> you see, you get it. I love it. I love it.
1: Ed, <laughs> it thank is. you so much.
0: Thanks for having me on the program. Great program. Thanks.
1: I mentioned it on the podcast, but Ed's energy and passion is something that can be emulated. No matter what it is that you're passionate about, just expressing that in the way that he does, I think is fantastic. Make sure that you go to IRA help. Dot com. Sign up for the two-day program. He's got one starting, a virtual program starting in July. And then at least at a minimum, pick up his new book, The New Retirement Savings Time Bomb. Chapter 8 is worth the purchase of the book in and of itself. We continue to try to look for just amazing guests that cover all the different aspects of your business, whether it's somebody like Ed, who's on the tax planning side, or whether it's somebody that's helping you with your leadership or marketing or just running the business and mindset and leading yourself first, whatever that is. We're trying to find a diverse cross-section of something that ultimately helps you to grow your business, grow yourself and your leadership and grow, and develop your team. So it's been an absolute pleasure to have Ed on the podcast. And we've got some pretty amazing guests that are going to be coming out for the rest of 2021. If you have somebody that you would like to nominate or request that we actually reach out to to have on the podcast, please email us. Go to coaching at club.capital, coaching at club.capital. Or if there's just a topic or something that we haven't covered in one of the guests that we've had on so far, then reach out to me and I'll certainly try to have somebody on the podcast that I think would uh, be a great person to talk about that to help you do one of those three things. You know, I was just thinking about this as I was wrapping this up. What if you're wanting to grow the financial services practice side of your business? There's been a lot of talk about different things regarding auto insurance and fire insurance. And that makes sense to grow the PNC side of your book. But if you want to grow the financial services side of the book and don't know exactly where to start, I'm sure that in-book strategies are definitely very beneficial, but maybe you want to actually go online. Maybe there's things that you want to actually get some leads regarding that, but you don't exactly know how to start and how are you going to show up on some search results. Maybe you should consider some pay-per-click advertising. Reach out to DirectClicks. Go to directclicksinc.com and the team there will just get to know you and your business and what your goals are. What are the things that you really want to do in your business? They take the time to get to know you. You're not just a number. They really are a family at DirectClicks and they care about being able to help you grow your business and do that in a way that's both very profitable for your business and just ultimately makes sense. They can also help you in your search engine optimization and making sure that you're showing up on the right directories and doing it the right way, but they always do it in a way that's transparent so you know that every one of your dollars is going to work for you and your business. Go to directclicksinc.com. How you start growing your business, getting some leads in, got to be able to manage that money, right? You got to be able to manage the business end of the business. And so that's exactly where Club Capital comes in. Make sure if you're not a Club Capital client, go to club.capital and book one of the demos. Just find out exactly how Club Capital can take really what's been the backstage and something that oftentimes can be neglected and actually put that at the forefront to help you make better decisions in your business. You have data, you use that data to have a better perspective. You have a better perspective, you're going to make better decisions in your business so that you can actually put that business, the revenue from your business, put it to work, whether it's you being able to bank and grow more of your own income or to be able to reinvest in the business so you can actually hire more team members, invest in more in marketing. Club Capital is going to give you the analytics. They're going to give you the tools. They're going to give you the information that you need to be able to make better decisions in your business. Go to club.capital and book your demo today.